0: Hello there. Thanks for popping your head into odds. Bodkin's curiosity shop for a random curiosity. This is a random curiosity that I, I really wish I could have done this more as a, a feature episode, a full length episode, but Just because of the length and the simplicity of the story, and because we've got so much going on. Uh, You know, October is a really hectic uh, month this year. I know last year was my first October doing Odds Bodkins Curiosity Shop. I only did one episode a week back then, and I had a lot of fill time. I know I could do a lot of standalone episodes that dealt with, you know, some of my favorite things during Halloween. There just wasn't a lot of Uh, things to talk about out there last year. Uh, Maybe that's because, you know, we were just on the heels of COVID in 2021. There wasn't a lot of things being produced, but this year is a different story where we have got just tons of things going on, whether it's movies in the theater, movies on streaming services, television uh, or series on streaming services. There's just a lot of content out there and I haven't had a lot of time to do those like individual things during October of my favorite Halloween this that or the other thing Uh, so you know maybe I'll start doing some of those uh, as we get into the month uh, a little further start doing those as random curiosities. I'm trying to find a way to get extra things in. Uh, Yeah, I might have to just do some extra bonus full-length episodes on some things because there's just a lot of stuff going on in the world of horror. But not only that, you've got a lot of fantasy wrapping up this month. Uh, House of the Dragons wrapping up in October. So I'd like to talk about that. Uh, I don't want October to just be... I'd like October to just be horror stuff because it's Halloween. But I can't not talk about that. I can't not talk about Rings of Power. So you may be getting a lot of extra content this month. It may be content overload. Uh, but this is something I wanted to talk about because I really enjoyed it so much. It's Werewolf by Night on Disney Plus, of course, Werewolf by Night. Uh, just a, a special presentation. This is a one-off uh 50, what is it, 53 minute? Uh, TV special for Disney Plus and I I thought well that's odd this is you know not even an hour long and usually Disney Plus does movies they do the the series the episodic series I I thought maybe they might do this as a series but no they just did it in the one-off special and I'll tell you why I think that's kind of interesting and not a bad idea a little bit later but of course this is based off of the uh, comic series Werewolf by night a lot of ties to moon night uh the midnight suns i, I think we're going to see a lot of werewolf by night uh coming up in more MCU projects. But I really dug how they did the opening. They did the Marvel Studios special presentation and the music and the font and the animation of the special presentation was almost exactly like the CBS special presentation back in the 80s, stuff I grew up watching as a kid. And I, I really love this story because one, it was such a love letter to all the old Uh, universal horror monster movies, the, you know, Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon, stuff like that. And they did this all in black and white, and they really did a good job of creating the Feel of of some of those old movies uh, it even felt like you were watching film there were it looked like imperfections in the film uh little hairs and dust in it you had the the what is it the cue marks or, or whatever it is where the uh projector the projector person supposed to be able to know when to load the next reel they had those marks in it so they went through great pains to to make this feel like an old universal monster movie from back in like the late 30s and the '40s, and really, that that captured the essence of this story. It's Halloween. It's a werewolf movie uh, or a werewolf special, and and I, I loved that. I loved that feel. I loved the look, and. I thought the story was really compelling and really good. You're kind of thrust in the middle of something bigger, and it makes me want to see more of what's going on with Werewolf by Night and what's going on with the story. There's a lot of story we didn't see. There's a lot of story yet to come that we haven't seen, and we're just kind of plopped in the middle of this. It's this compound, the bloodstone compound, where uh, this this person, Ulysses Bloodstone, has died and he is a monster hunter and he has this Bloodstone gem that uh, he uses to fight monsters and it is going to be passed on to his successor in this, this organization of, of monster hunters. And you have a gathering of all these monster hunters and they're going to enter a maze, a labyrinth, if you will, and compete. And the, it's a winner take all. Uh, they're going into this maze to fight each other and fight a monster that has been put inside of this maze felt very much like the uh, the labyrinth and the the minotaur from old greek stories but you have all these various monster hunters there and they've got different personalities and different looks and and that that's all very cool but you're introduced to the the main character his name is jack russell now werewolf by night is a comic series i'm aware of i i know the the name i know some of the tie-ins with some of the other things in in the bigger Marvel universe, but I just don't know a lot about the character, so I'm not going to do a lot of compare and contrast with uh, this special and the Werewolf by Night comic. Other than Jack Russell is this lead character, and he is a werewolf and played by uh, Gal Garcia Barnell, who does a really good job with this. While you know the the character, the actor may not uh, look exactly like. Uh, the Jack Russell from the comics. I, I, I almost feel like he's uh, an amalgamation of that Jack Russell and another character uh, that's involved with Werewolf by Night. But he does a really great job. So that sort of shit didn't matter to me in this. Uh, and also, I'm not 100% familiar with the character in the, the Werewolf by Night comics. So I really had no stake in and how the, the character looked, whether it was accurate to the comics. I just wanted a, a compelling actor and a compelling story and some pretty good scares, but uh, but he shows up posing as one of these hunters. Maybe he is a hunter. We don't really know a lot of the backstory, but another one of the primary characters is Elsa Bloodstone. She's the daughter of Ulysses Bloodstone. She's kind of estranged from her, her deceased father, but she's showing up to lay claim to this Bloodstone gem as well, played by Laura Donnelly, which uh, I, I love her as an actress. She's a fantastic actress. I loved her in the, uh, the Nevers, which we may never get to see the second half of that first season, which is a damn shame because she was spectacular in that. But uh, but I really enjoyed her performance. Like I said, she's the estranged daughter of Ulysses. She's got a chip on her shoulder. She is the rightful heir to this this weapon. And she's shown up to, to lay claim to it. And then there's Harriet Sansom Harris, who plays uh, Verusa Bloodstone. She is the, the wife. The current wife, or, or at least the the most recent wife of the deceased Ulysses, and the stepmother to uh, Elsa, and she is devilishly wicked in this. She is so gleefully not over the top, but just a, a she plays a very flamboyant. Um, plays a a very flamboyant villain. I I just really loved her performance. It was very akin to some of those not quite over the top but very animated uh, villains from those, you know, Glory Day horror films the the universal monster movies from the the 30s and 40s so i thought she really fit in and and did a spectacular job as that so without going into the story completely i i thought a lot of the things that really worked with this i loved the the maze scene where they're going through this labyrinth and there's a lot of uh one takes with gail garcia barnell uh where he's moving through the labyrinth and the, the camera just stays on him i thought it was really good there's a lot of really good fight scenes uh there's a lot of suspense that's built up in this labyrinth and these scenes uh there's a lot of easter eggs uh once uh, jack russell and elsa are in this tomb i love the i love the big ted um easter egg with this because uh you, you've probably heard it by now uh man thing is is in this only he goes by ted which is the name of the the man who becomes man thing but it's not till jack russell is outed as a werewolf that business really picks up and this really turns into a horror story because that scene where uh he makes his first transformation is just i mean it like i said it's such a great Uh, image that you would see in one of those early Universal Monster movies where uh, he and Elsa are trapped in a cage and he's starting to turn into a werewolf. And the camera just kind of pans in, slowly pans in on and zooms in on Elsa. And all you see is her reaction to the transformation. And you see behind her uh, the silhouette of Jack Russell as he's turning into a werewolf as light flashes behind him and you see it uh, these silhouettes on the wall behind her and and so you can see the transformation sort of. And and I love the fact, I, I didn't realize this when I was watching, I figured oh, it's all CG, but they did that all practical. They had the lights flashing, they timed it perfectly, and they had different people in different stages of like real monster makeup costumes uh, come in before the light flashes, and they're in the varying stages of him turning into a werewolf. Brilliant, brilliant piece of filming, and, and a brilliant way to do that. Like it's such an Old school way to do that. It was it was fun to know that that's how they pulled that off. And then what you see. Uh, the werewolf in full werewolfness—he's you know—that's all practical. That is all practical makeup and costume and practical effects, and I loved that. Again, it, it really harkened back to that golden age of film and that golden age of monster movies and and how you did things—the Lon Chaney Juniors of and Lon Chaney's of the world that that were so known for the you know uh, being able to to. Do so much amazing work with practical makeup effects and, and that just that was such a brilliant thing to do, but that fight scene between the wolf and the minions of uh, Verusa Bloodstone, it was a lot gorier than I thought it was gonna be. Now I think they got away with it being Disney uh, and Marvel, but because it was black and white all the blood showed up as black. Uh so it didn't seem as gory as it was, but if you look at it, I mean, uh the one scene in that little corridor that's kind of backlit by the the closing door, uh it's it's got some brutal kills and some really interesting kills. It was the, the way they had the movements of this werewolf and the way it attacked was just so interesting and so uh nor different than the you know some of the werewolves we've seen in more recent days and every time he killed somebody you would see blood splatter on the screen and i you know the first times i saw that i was like oh that's kind of cool and then it seemed like everybody was doing it but this just felt like it needed that and and the more this scene went on the more he's uh, ripping apart these these minions uh the more blood is getting splattered on the screen until it's it's practically covered with with this dark blood that you know like i said it doesn't show up red it's just black because it's all black and white but it just was a a a chilling scene to watch because it just went on for so long and that scene when you know he gets out of the cage and he's kind of perched up in the shadows and all you see are his glowing eyes. There was just there were some real legitimate scares in this. This this was a lot creepier and a lot scarier and a lot more atmospheric than I thought Marvel was going to do. I heard Marvel and Disney are going to do a Halloween special. It's going to be their take on horror. And while it wasn't as horror centric as as, you know, straight up horror movies are, it still was Pretty good as far as a horror special for Disney and Marvel. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Now there are some jokes, but it really wasn't a lot of the ham-fisted jokes that we've seen in more recent Marvel adaptations. Because it seems like now they just they care more about uh, punchlines and putting jokes into things than actual you know comic book superheroes. But they had some. Moments of levity in this, and you needed that. But I think uh, for the most part, they kept that to a minimum. They kept it, you know, under the radar and low key. And they really played up the atmosphere and the mood, and it, it felt sinister. It felt diabolical. Verusa Bloodstone felt like a diabolical villain that was out to to get, uh, you know, Werewolf by Night. And I think that was a great thing. And I've heard uh, the director Michael Giacchino. Talk about the fact that, you know, when he watched all those old uh, creature features, all the old universal monsters, he always felt for the monster Frankenstein's monster and Godzilla and King Kong and this, you know, werewolf by night and, and the man thing. Portion of this felt very much like King Kong, where you sympathized with the monster more than you did the humans. And you know, speaking of, I, I got to talk about director Michael Giacchino uh, because he's normally a composer. You know, he's composed so many different things over the years. He's done a lot of stuff for Marvel and uh, some of the latest Marvel movies uh, as far as composing. But he's always wanted to be a director and and has directed like his own things since he was young and. Uh, it was so smart of Marvel and Disney to let Michael Giacchino get behind the camera. I hope we see more from him because I just loved everything he did. The way he treated this movie was with enough respect for horror uh, classic horror monsters enough respect for horror fans in general with some legit creepy scary scenes and it was just like i said it was just a great love letter to all those great universal monster movies of of the 40s uh, the 30s and the 40s that uh, you know a lot of us grew up as kids some of us that was our first exposure to horror is watching some of those old creepy movies on the late night creature features and the way he treated this was was spectacular it was visually stunning for a black and white tv special 53 minutes long uh it was just it was stunning to look at stunning to watch it was captivating i i felt uh like i was engrossed in the whole thing from from the start you're you're thrust into this story and it's very simple yet very well done and to me that's always a key to good horror is a simple story simply told and simply done well, and Michael Giacchino nailed it. He knocked this out of the park uh, with *Werewolf by Night*. And the only the only thing I wished is that it would have been longer. I wish it would have been a full length uh, feature movie, or if they would have done a series. Now, I think what they're going to do with this. And, and I think that maybe was the smart way to introduce this character with a 53-minute TV special. You don't have to do a backstory. Uh, you don't have to waste time when he shows up in the MCU, uh, whether it's in a movie or whether it's in another TV series. You don't have to spend time giving him an origin story. You can just, you've already introduced the character. People know him, they like him, they empathize with him, and now you can put him in a Midnight Suns series, or you can put him in the series, uh, you know, or, or whatever movie they're gonna do with Black Knight or Blade or what have you. And, and I think that really, uh, as much as I didn't understand why they were just doing a 53-minute special, it really makes sense. It's a smart way to introduce characters, get people invested in them. That way you don't have to waste time explaining who they are when they show up in, in other movies and another series. And I, I kind of dig it. I think I maybe want to see more of that from Marvel. I like these little one-off stories. Would I like to see a full-length feature of Werewolf by Night? Yeah, probably, but I don't know as if that works. I don't know if, if that character can carry a whole story without having to add a bunch of cameos and shit like that that, that Marvel likes to do. Uh, maybe, maybe they could do like a, a little, you know, an episodic series. Uh, that would be interesting. But I, I like the idea that I've been introduced to this character. I like this character, and I can't wait to see more of this character. And we probably will because Marvel and Disney... Don't do anything with uh, with the MCU that isn't big picture looking down the road several months, several years. So I imagine we'll see Werewolf by Night show up sometime in the near future. Uh, maybe with Black Knight, maybe with Blade, maybe with Moon Knight. Uh, I'm pretty sure Man-Thing's going to make a reappearance at some point or another. And I think we're going to see uh, this character for for a long while in the MCU, and I'm excited about that because I really enjoyed Werewolf by Night and this, this special presentation on Disney Plus from uh, from Marvel. So I want to thank everyone for listening to my uh, random curiosity about Werewolf by Night. Really excited to f- see more of this character in the MCU. Please check out our Facebook page, Odds Bodkins Curiosity Shop on Facebook, and no matter where you're listening to this podcast, please leave a five-star review. Until next time,